On the Dad Ventures podcast, we are all about enabling you to make epic memories with your kids. But between the daily grind and whirlwind of life, having fun, easy, and epic ideas on engaging with your kids isn't always easy. As a dad, balancing the daily grind with fun, memorable moments with your little ones is challenging. That's why I turn to the Dad Ventures deck, a deck of dad cards and kid cards, where every dad card is a surprisingly simple, outrageously fun adventure for you to lead with your kids. And every kid card provides a spontaneous, silly twist to the adventure. Just the other day, I went on a bike ride with my five-year-old daughter. I took the role of Batman while she invented a new superhero, Rosie the Unicorn. That little adventure was a blast. You too can have outrageously fun adventures with your kids that lead to unbreakable bonds and epic memories. Right now, Dad Ventures listeners get 10% off their order when they use the code PODCAST at checkout. Go to store.adventures.dad and use the code PODCAST for your discount. Make epic memories with the Dad Ventures deck at store.adventures.dad, promo code PODCAST. My fellow dad, if you're anything like me, you have an internal voice that is constantly pressuring you on all the things you need to be doing or not doing. Work more to provide for your family. Work less to invest time with your family. Sleep more so that you're better rested. Sleep less so that you can work more. And around we go. Today I had a conversation with Nate Feathers, a dad of five with number six coming in just a few weeks. Nate is the dad behind the Instagram account Dads Don't Babysit. And he recently posted about the inner critic and how overwhelming it can be to a dad and a man in today's world. We explore the role of dads in their families, what it means to be a man, men's mental health, and even touch way back on the Spartans and the biblical figure of David. Thank you for joining Nate and I in this conversation, and I just need you to know, my fellow dad, you are not alone in this. I encourage and support you in all the positive efforts you are making in your family. On a side note, my audio is a bit scratchy, so please forgive me. But if this episode brings value into your life as a dad, I would appreciate you sharing this episode with a dad friend you know, because he is likely feeling pretty lonely as well. Okay, here's my conversation with Nate from Dads Don't Babysit. You had a really interesting reel just a couple of days ago that really hit home for me, and it has hit home for a lot of dads uh, based on the comments. And I want to get into that reel in just a second, but before we do, your account name, Dads Don't Babysit. Yeah. What's the story behind that account name specifically? Yeah. So um, it's interesting. Uh, I have had the last, actually, the reason for the reel that we're probably going to get into uh, is tied to that a little bit. Um, but I, uh, I actually was on the phone with a friend. This was years ago. I mean, I mean, at least five or so years ago and we were talking some business stuff he wanted to go over and he was on a treadmill but he had just had a, his first baby and the uh, little dude was really new and so uh he had him in like the pouch or he was holding him while he was like walking on the treadmill i'm hoping he had him in the pouch i don't know yeah but he's yeah. like hey i want to let you know like as we get started here i've got uh i'm babysitting um you know so i've got my baby with me and i, was, <laughs> I started to knuckle i think i had I at least had, I didn't know I had four by then. Uh, and I was like, Hey man, just don't go any further. Like you're not babysitting. Like we, we don't do that. We dad, we don't babysit. We, we just, mm-hmm. dad, that's, that's what we do. So you're actually dadding and that's totally cool with me. Right. I'm like if I hear a little kid, even if he starts screaming, like whatever, that's part of being, being dad. 
And, uh, and so it really came from that conversation uh, because, you know, it really just hit home for me. I'm like, you're not babysitting. I'm never babysitting. That's the weirdest thing a guy could say about his own children, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Like we would never say, we would never say that about their moms, right? Oh, Hey, will you babysit the kids while I go to the gym or whatever? Like we just don't do that. Yeah. Because mom, moms are moms and dads are dads and we parent and, and that's the way it works, you know? Yeah. yeah. I actually saw an article because so it's obviously not, this is the part that's hard is that my brand has grown and it's not unique to me. I mean, uh, there have been articles and stuff written uh, about how like dads don't babysit. And I saw one article where a guy was like, stop saying that because we did it to ourselves. He's like, I actually agree with the concept, but we did it to ourselves. We are the ones that like stopped interacting with our children. We stopped, we stopped parenting and just defaulted the mom. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of guys will not only default to mom, and I find myself doing this too, We'll default to mom, but we default so hard that we're like, hey, what should I do here? Hey, what should I do here? And and, uh, and the guy was like, you know, basically saying, stop saying we don't babysit. Like, we're the ones who put ourselves in this position. Well, it's a good phrase, and it's a great reminder of, you no, know, we we dad. I love how you use that as a verb. We dad. We don't babysit. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's what we do. I love that. Um, so you and I connected because you posted a reel just a couple of days ago. And I think the unofficial name of this reel, how you refer to it, is the weight we carry or the weight men carry. Yeah. Um, and it was a pretty simple reel. It was kind of just you sitting on a couch, sort of holding your head in your hands. And then you had all of these phrases just in, in text pop up on the screen, right? Like, yeah. I need to work more. I need to work less so I can spend time with my family. I need to start a business. No, I need to spend time with my family. I need to sleep more because I'll be healthier. No, I need to sleep less because I have much to do. I got to take my wife out on dates. I got to love my kids. I got to turn the yeah. TV off. And it was just like all of these phrases. I think there were like 25, 30 phrases. And it was yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You didn't even give enough time for, for someone to like read the phrase. They right. had to like watch it again. And, um, and then you kind of finished it up by saying, I can't be the only one who feels this way. You know, reach out and let's, let's have a conversation. Really? Um, yeah, I saw that reel. And for me, I just internalized. I was like, holy cow, you have given voice to the internal voice that I have running inside my head as a dad of four small business owner, trying to work, trying to love my wife. And you just hit it over the head um, with all of those different phrases. Was yeah. there like a personal experience or a moment that sort of inspired you in the creation of, of that particular reel? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm the kind of guy where I really do believe, you know, some people have said you, you can't have it all. I totally disagree with that. I believe you can. Um, it doesn't mean you have it all, all at the same time. It, it maybe and I've, I've talked about like working in seasons. And so a lot of the things that I do kind of come and go with the seasons and, and then being able to step into those seasons of life, whether they're for three months, four months, or a couple of weeks, being able to step into that and focus and then come back out. Um, I'm really more of a, I'm not a balanced kind of person. I've realized all I've ever wanted was balance and all that ever gave me was mediocrity. And mm -hmm. so uh, it's being able to say, I'm going to go hard at this thing right now and then when when i'm able to when i hit the result or i at least get it up and loaded and whatever whatever that is then i can back off a skosh and i can focus back on family or focus back on whatever needs more focus um so that i can continue those parts of my life as well um and so it was that but what's been going on recently that really pushed that is i have a christmas light business which is one of my seasonal things and it's actually grown pretty large so that I, I it's small enough I don't really want to 
just start hiring a bunch of people and not making money, but it's also mm -hmm. big, very difficult to maintain solo. So it's a, uh, I'm like right on the cusp and I'm, you know, figuring that stuff out, but I'm gone all day. And when I get home, I've got to prep for the next day. So I literally put my phone down, hang out with the family for maybe a couple hours, put the kids down and go right back into it. Sometimes I was up, I would be up till one and then I'd get back up at, you know, like five or six and run to the, like to grab more materials. So it was one of those things where that was what was happening through life all while my wife is pregnant and I still have four little kids at home um or four kids one of them's bigger one of them's 17 at the moment my 19 year olds in college so it's like all of these things and i'm the guy that again i believe we can have it all i should be able to work out and have a great relationship with my wife and have a great relationship with my children and still have a business and a life i love and all of the things i really believe that that's the case um but it causes me to really find that that's all the thoughts that are going through my head i literally sat on the couch when i was making that reel and I just started texting all the thoughts that I have. Like, and to be honest, I didn't put them all on there. I, I too much. I did the two rows and was like, I don't have any more room on the screen, you know, so I'm just going to let this ride. And so, so some guys have actually said on that, on the comments that, you know, this isn't even half of it. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. This isn't even, half. You know, there's so much more that goes on in our minds. Uh, and it really was pushing me to the edge, especially because at this point in the game my wife is five weeks out from having our our youngest and so she really she's either moving slow or can only do so much uh, or just has to sit down and put her feet up because her ankles are swollen and so i might come in to and i feel like guys are going to do this anyways but like i'm going to come into the house totally destroyed by my three younger kids my wife yep. can't up because she's literally like totally ballooned out like a preg like fully pregnant right mm -hmm. right and, you know she's not ready like like not that she has to have dinner ready i'm not that guy but at the same time nothing's ready like i gotta wash the dishes in the sink before we can actually have dinner but i can't wash those because i gotta pull the clean ones out of the out of the <laughs> it's that yep. stuff that women actually talk about having the mental load like i gotta do this i gotta do that and and you find yourself just feeling like Oh, I got to do this, but I got to do this first. And then I got to, but I got to do that before I do that. It, it, and so I found myself just feeling all of these thoughts and feeling like I'm just sitting on this hamster wheel. I'd sit down at 11 o'clock at night and be like, oh, this is the first time I've sat down, you know? And yeah. so yeah. I found myself going, there's no way I'm the only one that feels this way. Um, and man, dude, it, that is the most comments I've ever seen from guys on any reel i've ever made yeah. ever yeah i want to dig into that a little bit you know i'm glad that you really said that these things these things were just thoughts that were going in your head you know on a busy stressful day you just sat down and not even half of it you know i've had moments like that too where i i like to journal at night and mm -hmm. one night i just kind of like brain dumped everything and yeah. the more i let it out the more frustrated i got and i eventually like went on a walk at like 12 30 at night you know uh, and uh my wife woke up and she like read my journal. She was like, holy cow, I didn't know you were so stressed out. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's life. It's, yeah. it's, it's what we deal with. So I want to talk a little bit about the response that, that you've had um, and, and sort of two parts of this question. One, the response from other men and other dads, yeah. how have they reacted to that? Like you said, you've gotten the most comments on that. But also on the flip side, I think you've had some interesting comments from partners, from wives, from significant others yeah. who are a little bit surprised or taken aback. So. I want to hear both sides kind sure. of how the response has been yeah um 
uh, the guys have literally, there's been so many comments where guys have said, I didn't realize, I thought I was the only one. I didn't believe, I didn't know that this was something somebody else was thinking. And for me, sometimes I don't need somebody to take stuff off my plate. I just need to know I'm not alone, that somebody else is dealing with that. It's almost like when you look at business and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. And then you look at somebody else who's doing very similar things. You can finally look at that and go, well, there's the example and I can do this. He can do it. Why can't I? Or she can do it. Why can't I? Um, and so that was really, um, honestly, I, I put that together thinking I'm definitely not the only guy that thinks this way, but I, I never would have thought that so many men were out there feeling the same way and then feeling like they didn't have a place to say it. You know, like that's yeah. real. It's almost concerning because so many guys are like, I, I didn't know everybody else felt this way, or I, I've, I've been feeling alone because this is the real that plays in my head all day long. And it's just compounding stress upon stress. Uh, I, I don't know. It felt, you, you kind of feel, you feel like you've got a band of brothers just in the suffering, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. need it off me. It's just, I'm not suffering alone. That's I, I do CrossFit. And I, I, honestly, I call it like the, the fellowship of the suffering because <laughs> class together. Like, I don't know if you, if you do that or if you've heard what, like everybody does talks about CrossFit. They're like, it's uh, everybody complains about the workout. They complain about how sore they are. They cuss during the workout and then they tell you they'll see you tomorrow. And it's yeah. just fellowship yeah. of suffering people together. I feel a lot better when I know misery loves company, right? I feel a lot better when I know I'm not alone. Um, but this one, guys don't tend to talk out like this. And, uh, and that is not safe for them. And, you know, really, I don't think it is. It's not safe. And so I'm, I was really excited about that. The other side of what you asked about uh, the partner's response. Interestingly enough, I can't remember her. She very early on commented right? This, this one woman. And she said, you guys really think this way. I just can't see it or something of that nature. I'm, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And dudes have unloaded and not on, not on her, like angrily, mm -hmm. but I feel they're like, yeah, we feel this way. How, like, how could you even say that? Yeah. And, and so some have, have actually been like some of them. And I don't think she was being snide at all. I think she was mm -hmm. like, more surprised like shocked yeah like, mm -hmm. what this is something men feel um so that is a lot of what the partners have said uh, how come my husband won't share this with me you know i think therein lies a huge a huge gap um i actually made a whole other reel about the, like a part two uh where i answered those questions because i had so many women reach out to me and say how come my husband doesn't say this to me and one woman messaged me and that's what made the reel happen. She, I, I said, well, there's either, either he, he doesn't feel safe that he can say it to you because uh, one, he feels like he's supposed to keep you safe. And if he tells you that you're going to feel completely scared about where your life is and he doesn't want to unnerve you and make you feel like your whole life is falling apart. Um, two, you're going to turn around and downplay what he says and tell him your mental load and not just give him the space to say, I feel all these things. I think all these things or three, it's going to be a, why don't you suck it up and be a man? Mm -hmm. None of those are safe places for him. So why would he, why would he bring it up? Cause all it's going to do one is make you feel scared 
and then cause a fight. And I don't know about you, but I will fight with my wife if I need to, but I, I'm not in for that. I, I didn't marry her so I could have arguments, you know? It's like, yeah. like this not, yeah. I, I'm not trying to avoid the argument, but at the same time, you know, uh, my oldest son is 19 and, uh, and he was dating a girl and they just started arguing more, arguing more and more and more. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, why are you in this? Like, yeah. you're dating, you don't have kids, you don't have stress, <laughs> what are you fighting about? Like, this yeah. is crazy. I feel the same way in marriage. Yes, there are things we're going to disagree about. Kids can really bring a lot of that up. Mm -hmm. But I'm not I'm not looking for fights. And so I just feel like a lot of guys felt that same way and uh and then their partners don't I don't know, their partners don't even see it or know cuz they're they're also kind of got their head down looking at their list of stuff and thinking how am I going to pull this off and they're stressed. Mm -hmm. and all. Yeah, and I, I really love you know every everything that you're saying, right? That partners, our wives sometimes don't always understand. Sometimes they're a little bit shocked or surprised that we can actually hold all of those emotions or that all of those complicated things into our brain at one time. Um, and that that's for sure. Uh, with on the men's side, you know, where they're like, I didn't want to feel alone. And you talk about this fellowship of suffering, right? Mm -hmm. And glad that we feel alone. And that reminds me like, you know, of the movie um, 300, Mm -hmm. uh, you know the the Spartans kind of pushing back this this army from the east and and uh, I, I don't know if you've ever read the novel that the movie's based off of uh, what is it Gates of Fire or something like that by uh, let's see Stephen Pressfield I've got it right, right over here next to me I, I like that reference yeah yeah um, but there's there's this whole concept of the shield wall right mm -hmm. and and uh, you have to hold the shield up with your left arm and it's not to protect you it's to protect the brother next to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and uh, this concept of the shield wall. And if you can't hold that shield and you can't protect the guy next to you, then you can't be part of the line. Right. You have to you have to be an individual within this community of brothers that are protecting and working towards this common goal. Yeah. Do you feel like. Why are we missing something like that in our modern age? Why are we missing? Where's the modern shield wall? Where you know we're putting up our shield not for ourselves but to protect our brothers, the fellow men who are beside us. Where, why are we missing that? You know, I think uh, honestly, that's that's a heavy question. I love it, and it's definitely something to be like looked through. But I kind of come back to that concept of we were taught as boys, like I mean, our dads, their dads. It's generational, passed down. Boys don't cry. I mean, like. Even that, stop crying. We weren't given, men aren't given the space as boys to feel emotions. Now, that's, they're, not, they're not given the space to feel difficult and what we would consider weak emotions, right? So you have anger, that's a strong emotion. It's a, it, it gives you a feeling of power, even if it is that secondary feeling maybe you feel sad or you feel insecure and it comes out from it and then there's anger as a result of that and you use that as your shield to shield yourself but i really feel like when we tell our children i did a reel on this where i said i i, I, I literally believe in the cry it out method it's just not leave them alone and let them cry it out i hold them and i say you cry as long as you need i got it from a badass therapist i think he's on tiktok and, and instagram um i love that i love that that's one of the main concepts I pulled from him that I absolutely love. We want our dads wanted us to stop crying. They were told to stop crying. They don't know how to handle 
a sad emotion and it comes across to us as, oh, I'm weak. My dad's making me stop this because you're not allowed to cry. And the truth is, if we let them cry it out, one, uh, they feel seen and heard. So a confidence level rises that they're allowed to feel that. And then two, they actually end up crying less. They cry, they finish crying faster. I, my youngest son is the deepest feeler. And it, I just hold him and say, you cried out as long as you need. And he will literally like mop up his own face and be like, I don't need to cry anymore. Yeah. It's counterintuitive, amazing thing. But that was not something I was given. I don't, I don't know how old you are, but you strike me as a guy that's probably around my age or close. And that's probably something you were given from our fathers. So we're, and we follow their example, right? So we're trained by our own parents, by our own fathers to not feel like pain or, or tears or sadness because that's weak. And it's not told to us that way most of the time. Most of the time it's just implied. You're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. And so then we suck it all in and hide it. But I think we lost the deal. Uh, so we lost the deal of protecting our brother because then we find that because we don't share ours, no one feels the safety to do that, to share theirs. Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of that, actually in the, in the text, I said, sometimes you're gonna have to be strong enough to share it first. Right. And that's the thing is if guys will be willing to take, I, I, I just said this yesterday, I've had tons of guys call me a snowflake and tell me that I'm like, you know, I'm raising a generation of snowflakes and that that's weak. Bring it, my skin is thick enough, I don't care. I'm like, yeah. what are, like, what are you doing? Is it working? Because I found that what I was doing before, when I felt that way, it didn't, it didn't work. In yeah. fact, it made me farther away from my kids. It made me feel more alone. I mean, try something else. Try what I'm talking about. And if it doesn't bring your kid closer, then go back to what you were doing. But I think it will. And I think it'll raise more emotionally intelligent men. And that'll go from there. But that shield protecting your brother, you have to know he needs it. You know? And we don't care it because we're scared for our own safety. Hey there, Dad. Are you looking for easy ways to strengthen your bond with your kids? I get it. Life can be hectic, but connecting with your little ones doesn't have to be complicated. I have a free resource for you. 10 incredibly easy ways to connect with your kids today. Packed with simple, research-backed, practical tips, this guide will help you create meaningful moments with your children, even on the busiest of days. Head over to adventures.dad slash free download and get your hands on this invaluable resource today. Because the moments you share with your kids today will become the memories they cherish forever. Go to adventures.dad slash free download to get this free guide today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And not to throw, you know, our dads and their dads under the bus entirely. There was no malicious intent there. I think it was just they were acting out what was modeled and what was what the generation right. the society expected of them and, and yeah. all that time. And well, how and, many uh, read books at all? You know, yeah. like, I mean, you literally turned like, this is what, like, you literally turned, you turned <laughs> and found it in like yeah. five seconds. That is unheard of. Yeah. I had it right here. Yeah, I pulled it <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> I started, I'm writing a book right now uh, talking about like reprogramming what I used to believe and how I used to be and how I am because people ask me that all the time. And so I'm writing a book on that. And the one thing I have been told a lot is that guys don't want to read. So you got to make it short. And I'm sitting here going, ah, that's bull crap. <laughs> by um, uh, Tim Grover, I'm, I'm reading Winning. Like, these are not short books. They're not short chapters. Why do I need to write a short book? What, do I need to placate a guy who doesn't want to think? You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. yeah. 
things where the, as guys start wanting to become better, they're going to start investing in themselves and then they're going to, they're going to read more books and they're going to do more that make them better. Whether that's working out hard, lifting heavy, um, opening up, like all of those things are, are required of us to, to grow. And, you know, my dad read because he was a pastor. And so I saw, I mean, whole back wall of his office is books like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Only man I knew that that was like that. The only one I grew up knowing that he had books like that and I saw him read a lot. Um, but he also had to preach every weekend. So he was studying and all that. After that, most guys don't read or get any better. And so they just use their default settings, right? Yeah. You know, he taught us how to be a parent. We only do what we do because we, we learned it when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. so stop crying just gets handed down to generations because that's what my dad told me, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, and I love the point that you're making of, you know, um, men need to read. We need to read some books. Yeah. Um, and, and not only, um, you know, nonfiction books, like there's plenty of great books out there about parenting, about being a dad. Um, but I, I'm actually a little bit of, I, I have, I host another podcast that mm -hmm. digs into Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh yeah. yeah. And you look, you look at the examples of manhood in the Lord of the Rings and there's so many examples, yeah. right. Of different ways to be a man. Um, but the epitome I think would be Aragorn. I don't know how, how familiar you are with Lord of the Rings. Maybe you've seen the movies, but, yeah. but, uh, Aragorn is just this, he's this fierce warrior on the battlefield, but then he's got this chivalry and this courtesy. And, um, you know, when he's dealing with, with women, but then yeah. he's got a deep friendship and a love with, with his fellow men that are around him. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of this whole integrated persona of a man. And it's, and it's just, you know, I read Lord of the Rings because I love to see, okay, these are great examples of men yeah. in this, in this epic novel. I dig that. I dig that. I've actually been talking about, uh, David from the Bible that way. Yeah. Uh, I, like. Dave, like it's so funny to me because if you read the psalms that guy seems like an emotional basket case you know? <laughs> yes starts a psalm and he's like why have you forsaken me why do you hate me you're so you're so far away and then he like you feel his turn in the in the psalm that same same chapter that same poem and he like i, I don't know how he does it he just all of a sudden goes but I'm, I'm going to continue to praise you and I'm going to continue to trust you and then by the time he's done he's like you're amazing i love you and so you <laughs> following this roller coaster of David's emotions. And then, like you said uh, about Aragorn, you look about him and his mighty men and dude took five stones to fight a giant that nobody wanted to deal with, right? And that story, you can say David and Goliath, it's used in sports, it's used all over the place because that story is renowned for the small guy taking on the huge guy. And really, I mean, David is slaying his 10,000. I mean, the dude took on a lion before that. He took on a bear before that. He's not a, he's not a joke, you know, that's a, and for me, I keep coming back to going, I don't know where it happened, but men used to be that whole concept of Renaissance men. They used to be poets and artists and, and warriors, right? You yep. wield a sword and, and, and tear some stuff up. And then you could also write a sonnet, uh, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, man, do I want to be part of that? That's the kind of guys I want to hang out with. Guys that are that the guys that are these. I forget who it is. I think it's you ever heard of, you heard of Jay Waller? I don't follow everything he does, but no, I, I haven't. But go ahead. He's an Andrew Tate associate. Okay. Okay. 
Jay Waller. But uh, he said a man should be able to slit throats and hold a baby in the same day. Uh, and man, okay. I feel that. I, like, yeah. I'm going to do a reel on this, but I, I know that it may very well take, it may very well get taken down from Meta, but there is so much. You have, do you have daughters? I do. Yeah. Okay. Two daughters, two sons. You have to tell me if this is the way you feel. Like my youngest is my youngest is my my youngest daughter is three, and she is. I don't know how she holds my heart in her hands. It's crazy. I love her so much, and even telling you this right now, I feel it come behind that. I, I will say I love you so much, and right behind this is this violent rage that is like, and I will annihilate the DNA of anyone who messes with you, mm-hmm. and it's like. Any guy I've ever said that to specifically about their daughters, but I'll look at my son's faces and be like, yeah, that's do not mess with my children. Cause I will, I will end you and everything associated with you. And I go back to Jay Waller saying you should be able to slit throats and hold a baby. Yeah. I, I completely feel that in my soul and I kind of see David that way. Uh, this might be controversial, but I kind of feel like that is, that is from God. I feel that like Jesus would it that way. I mean, sat on a cross and 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 i don't know where you are with all that or where your your audience is that's I'm very, yeah very religious very christian here but but uh yeah you look at jesus who could who could cleanse the temple in wrath right with a whip yeah and at the same time you know bless the children with the same hands right and and you've got that whole wide range of emotion and full integration of yeah. what it means to be a man yeah and i want to see more men that way we've compartmentalized so much um that we it, it's almost like well that's not what men do i saw a guy say men like th- i forget how they put it it was not on one of my posts but they basically said emotion is a woman's thing and i'm like yeah. i'm pretty sure i feel happy i look at my children and i get overwhelmed and i cry um i also feel rage for things that are going on in the world i see injustice and i'm like i'm i'm finding myself full of you know that kind of anger i you know it's it's it, it, we feel the same array of emotions but for some reason for so long at least in our culture men have been dumbed down to being the the comedic relief in a in a comedy yeah. show or the right. butt of joke we're totally stupid and we have no ability to do anything and it's it's like we all bought into that and i just i want to be around guys that are that are like full on badasses and then they love their kids and their wives well and then you know i don't care if you're a i don't care if you're an artist or a a, a coder i don't know anything about computers but if you do code uh, if you're a total nerd i don't care i'm a nerd about stuff too right i I just Mm -hmm. i want to be around men that are constantly growing and becoming more and i feel like this particular reel hit a nerve with guys to say yeah i'm more than just what what I'm seeing to be in these parts of this compartmentalized life that everybody's shoved me into. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, thanks for bringing us back to that reel. Cause one of the things I did want to ask you about is, man, we do get shoved in that place. We have these inner voice, this, this critic that is constantly mm-hmm. criticizing us. We feel that stress, um, all that pressure that oftentimes we're putting on ourselves or society's putting on us, whatever. What would be your recommendations or advice for the guy who's just in that moment? You know, his his face is buried in his hands. He's feeling just all the pressures of life. That inner critic is just taken over. Yeah. What would be your advice to that man in that moment? You, I think you have to step out of your own mind and, and get perspective, right? So I think the first thing you got to do is, you know, like feel, feel the emotions that you're feeling. It's okay. 
feel the weight. Uh, there's a reel going around or a, an audio that's going around that says if you if you're feeling weight as a man and a husband, you're in the right place. You're the foundation of the family. You're supposed to. I love that. Yeah. Right. So I'm with that. Um, so feel that weight and understand that you're in the right spot. Then back out even further and maybe try to look to the future. You know, when I'm 85 years old, what what would my 85 year old self say to me right now? Or when I'm when I'm on my deathbed, what do I want? I want my children around me telling stories of all the fun we had and all the good things that they have in their lives because I was part of it. Right. That's what I want. Okay. Now, now then come back into myself in that moment, pick something on that list and execute. You know, uh, we, we are not made to sit and, and do nothing about it because that will just raise our anxiety, right? Um, so we have to come back in and say, what do I need to do? I need to love my wife more. Go find her, text her. Uh, like, uh, I want to step lightly, but at the same time, I don't. Sex her, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. send her yeah. a dirt, because that's your wife. Like, tell her how hot she is or tell her how deeply you love her. Pick one, send it off send another text off to like your best friend and say, Hey man, I want to know, I want you to know, I appreciate everything that you are in my life and I'm glad you're part of it. Right. And then pick something you got to finish and go after Just start because you'll go crazy if you sit with that list in your head and you just sit on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You're saying that like, just pick one small thing and do it. Like yeah. do it right now. No more hesitation. No more. No more excuses. Just pick one thing and do it. And I love your examples. The first two examples you pulled out were very relational, right? Mm -hmm. Like my core relationship is with my wife. So let me do one small thing right now. Let me text her, tell her how beautiful it is. Let's plan a little, you know, five minute outing to go to go get some coffee or hot chocolate, whatever, yeah. right? And, and just get away from the kids for just a minute. Let me text my friend and say how much I appreciate him, how grateful I am for him. And then I'm going to go do something with my hands, right? So I love how your examples, I mean, you just pulled this off the top of your head, right? But yeah. two were relational. One was got to get up, move, and go use my body, go finish something. Yeah. Um, and just just take one small step if you're feeling just overwhelmed with all the stresses of life. Yeah. One of my mantras that I came up with a little bit ago was, like, what is one small thing I can do right now that will lead to a positive outcome in my life? Yeah. You know, either today or in the future or sometime, but what can I do right now? Yeah. Um, what small things. So yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I honestly think too that my my wife will literally she knows when I haven't been to the gym, right? She doesn't just know because I I like she hasn't seen the car move. She knows because I have a harder time handling life situations, family mm -hmm. situations. Has literally stopped me in the middle of the day and said, get to the gym now right i think yeah. that there are men that are out here not in the gym or in some kind of, you don't have to go to a gym you don't have to do crossfit but not moving your body there is a lot to be said about feeling like you are being overwhelmed and crushed by not moving your body i i'm not a doctor but i have heard this there's a, a hormone or something that your muscles excrete and i wish i knew what it was but you have to move for it to happen. It goes straight to your brain and it causes your happy hormones to ignite. Mm. So just movement will do, walk will do that. Yeah. So you have to be crazy CrossFit dude and you don't have to go lift four or 500 pounds deadlifting. Go take a walk, breathe in the air, take in the sun. 
I guarantee you, you come back, you'll have your, like, add that to your, text those people while you're walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful, Nate. Thank you so much. We, I, I will definitely put a link to that reel specifically in the show notes for this episode. Sure. But for any of our um, dad listeners who want to engage more with you and your work, uh, where would they go? Yeah. So I am at dads don't babysit. It's dads underscore don't underscore babysit. Um, I'm, I'm there on Instagram. You can find me there or Nate Feathers. And then uh, Nate at dads don't babysit.tv is my email. Um, I answer pretty much every DM I get unless it's spam. Uh, and I answer, I'll answer the email. I'm a little slower on emails at times just because I'm usually on social. So you can catch me there the best. Um, but those are the two places that currently to catch me. And uh, yeah, we're working on getting some stuff done. As soon as all these, I had snowmageddon here, so I haven't been able to be slides. They're almost down, but I got stuck being, not being able to be on roof. So I'll have those down by the end of the week. And then there's a lot more focus going to uh, our future. But those two places, Instagram and uh, Nate at dadsdontbabysit.tv is where you can catch me. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Nate. Yeah, man. Thank you. Hey there, dad. Are you looking for easy ways to strengthen your bond with your kids? I get it. Life can be hectic, but connecting with your little ones doesn't have to be complicated. I have a free resource for you. 10 incredibly easy ways to connect with your kids today. Packed with simple, research-backed, practical tips, this guide will help you create meaningful moments with your children, even on the busiest of days. Head over to adventures.dad slash free download and get your hands on this invaluable resource today. Because the moments you share with your kids today will become the memories they cherish forever. Go to adventures.dad slash free download to get this free guide today.